the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is about savings and investments and in building up wealth. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, we are back live in Houston, Texas. I was out uh, uh, the last couple of shows were uh, pre-recorded and uh, replays, but uh, I am back. We were in, uh, I was in Europe for a, a couple of weeks and uh, it was uh it was nice to get away and and see other parts of the world and uh people over there they can't really you you see what happens in places where they have to depend on the government uh and and then they can't and the government starts to fail and and people can't afford their houses and and they lose their apartments and everything else because they haven't saved up enough money they haven't built up enough wealth and they cannot depend on the government because of reckless government spending and it, and it, I was in Greece. In many ways, Greece is is probably twenty years the United States. And uh, you know, so you have to understand to take charge of your retirement and protect yourself in the world today. The a, a number of things we're going to be talking about the markets. We're going to be talking about savings and investments. I, I wanted to touch base. It is the summertime, and. I, I wanted to give you some ideas on, on different uh, trips uh, uh, in, in some thoughts. The, I, I, like I said, we're in Greece and went to a number of areas of Greece. And, and a couple of thoughts came out uh, when we were there. The, it's, it's remarkably hard to change money into dollars. It, over the years as I've traveled, it used to be if you had dollars, that's what people really wanted the, the, the most. And they would take dollars and give you discounts. <laughs> it's much tougher nowadays to do those type of things. And uh, the some people still take take dollars. But in, in order to even change dollars into euros, I, I, I was shocked. We had, I had to change some money. Uh, and I was up in uh, northern Greece. And it was a very secluded area. And... Uh, the so i went to the little bank for the for for the area and uh they really you know gave them the 100 dollar bill to change into euros and they asked for my passport and they asked for they asked for 
Yeah, so they look at the passport, they fill out a form, they put it on the computer, they go over they they go over there and make a copy of the passport, then they come back and put more stuff in the computer, and then they finally give me the the, the euros the to changing euros from dollars. And this is everywhere. Banks we used to just walk into a bank in countries and they'll they'll had gladly take your dollars for, for euros at a pretty pretty tight chain exchange rate. And, 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 you know, maybe they would ask to see your passport and just make a note of it. But nowadays, it, my impression is the Europeans are doing everything they can to prevent people from taking dollars and to de-dollarize Europe. And, I mean, I think this is just a, a, a strategy of, of Europe. Uh, it, one, one of the more fascinating things over there was there's virtually no American cars over there at all. We're the biggest car maker in the world, and yet there's no cars in in Europe, American cars. And and again, what Europe has done is putting rules and regulations in place to keep the American automakers out. And and and, and, and we saw this in in so many other aspects where there really seems just to be a very. Once you go to Europe, you see there's really a very con, all of these quote free trading countries out there. And this is something we talked about a lot. They don't want American products in there. They want their products because they create jobs, in the, in, and they don't want any competition. In, in addition, they don't want any competition. I talked to an individual, uh, one of our drivers over there, and he actually was, was doing a startup, uh, a tech startup, and he was trying to earn some extra money. And he said, look, in Greece, you can't get anybody to change because these powerful, you know, wealthier people, they control everything, and they don't want any competition in the country, and it's very Byzantine and very hard to uh to get anything done to change anything and so there's jobs here but but people with higher levels of education have to go to Germany or the United States or elsewhere to get jobs and and, and it's it's just remarkable and one of the the things that's always been more shocking to me about Greece than anything is I know a lot of Greeks uh half Greek and so I know most many of the Greeks in town uh and they're extremely hard working dedicated people. And and so it's not a flaw of the Greek people that they're doing so badly. It's the flaw of the, of the type of government they had that makes everybody a victim. And if you're in Greece, what you want to do is get a government job so you can retire at 50 or 55 years old. Everybody gets a government job. Nobody goes into private sector business. It takes about three or four years to start a business in Greece. And so they have nothing. And, and, and so, and now their country's falling apart. Uh, the the other thing is it's just remarkable on how much the subsidies are in throughout Europe in general. If you take a cab, the cabs are all Mercedes Benz E classes, yeah, yeah, and it's like you got to be kidding me. And so I said, why is that? And what they said is is it's heavily sub. I think they pay like twenty percent of the cost of the car. So if you can get, if I go to you and I go, look, you can have any car you want to do business. You, you're only going to pay one fifth of the value. You're going to get a Mercedes. You're going to get a, a fancy car of some type. Uh, the interesting thing: if you use Uber, nobody shows up in a Mercedes Benz in the Uber. They they show up in a little bitty Toyota Yurgo or some small Suzuki. It's like we got four people and there's no trunk. It was like a nightmare because uh, we had you know, we we had a number of people we had to move around and but. They were nice brand new cars, don't get me wrong, but they weren't showing up in the Mercedes Benzes. It, it was the subsidies. And so the subsidies and, and the rules and regulations in Europe are so 
extraordinary and they're it, it just it, nobody can do anything and they just choke the life out of, out, of, out of the economy and out of the people uh the it, it, and so understand when we talk free trade around the world nobody is playing by free trade except the united states we're 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 the people that every lets everyone import all their products into the United States, and then they do everything they can to keep keep our products off. And then in the minute that we come in and try to change that, they claim you know we're we're anti free trade and we're trying to shut down globalization. And 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 so I really think Donald Trump is onto something with this America First policy because I promise you, after being in Europe, it's Europe first or Greece or Germany or whoever first in those countries. They're not playing by the, you know, kumbaya New World Order routine unless they get everything they want. And and they just view the United States as, as a bunch of fools. And so it, it, that was remarkable. Now, a couple things I want to talk about if you're taking a trip. I, I just want to touch base on, on, on things. The If you're going overseas, take a look at your credit cards before you go because what you want to do is you want to maximize your spending over there. And, and and one of the things a lot of people don't realize is is that credit cards have uh, exchange fees. So if if I go over to Europe and spend fifty dollars, uh, let's just say a hundred dollars for the math purposes on a huge meal with a bunch of people, uh, there's going to be a three percent oftentimes fee tacked onto it in addition to the exchange. You know the the currency exchange as well. They won't give me a, a, a perfect. So you know, you you're paying three percent sometimes more in the meal just for the credit card to come back and be processed over here. It, it, and so you're getting hit with fees. So that's if you're in Europe. That's if you're in Mexico or Canada or elsewhere. So what you want to do is is you take a look, and this is what we try to do, is we, we tried to look at, use the credit cards that had the the no foreign exchange fee charge. And there are no there, there are cards that have no foreign exchange fees, and and I want to cover some of those things today because again, well, we're all about saving money, and, and one of the ways you can do that is 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 by making sure you're you're prudently spending the money with the right credit cards, and and it, one of the interesting things in Europe, more and more people really take credit cards. Years ago, I traveled, no one wanted to take a credit card at all. Now everybody takes credit cards all over the world. And she almost don't need as much cash, but but a couple cards. The American Express Platinum has no has no uh, foreign exchange fee, but the regular American Express does have a four, a three percent foreign exchange fee. Bank America Travel Rewards card has no fee. The the Chase Sapphire Preferred card has n- no f- no uh, no foreign exchange fee. Discover cards, all the Discover cards have no foreign exchange fee. Now. The Capital One cards generally don't have a foreign exchange fee, but check on that. Uh, now, keep in mind, some of the things like your Bank America card or your Chase card, if you don't have the proper card, they might have the foreign exchange fee on it. So call your credit card company up. United the United Airlines Chase card has no foreign exchange fee on it for, for converting money overseas for your purchases. USAA, another great group of people, has no foreign exchange fee on the credit card. So you want to take a look at your cards, make a list of your credit cards, and then call them up and ask if they have a foreign exchange fee. And so the ones that don't have the foreign exchange fee are the ones you use on the trip. Now, a couple other travel tips I wanted to let you do. You, you check on that. You, uh, When you're going on the trip, take a look at your cards. Limit the number of cards you take. 
the oftentimes we got a huge number of credit cards in our wallet for everything from gasoline to the department store. You don't need those type of cards in Europe. So take them out of your wallet. Minimize your credit cards. Have an extra credit card or two, a Visa, American Express, or MasterCard in there for emergency purposes. You want to have a when you're going overseas, you want to have enough credit cards. So you've got a lot of capital available or lending capacity in some type of emergency, and you don't know what that emergency is, but it just might be you might have to spend ten thousand dollars to get yourself out of the country in an emergency, and you want to have that available on your credit cards. So. Make sure you bring enough credit cards, but your miscellaneous other cards, pull them out of your wallet. Uh, the Make a list of the cards you're taking and give it to your spouse or, a, uh, or, or, or the kids or someone else so, there's two, so you have a list of the credit cards you have with you on the trip and the phone numbers to call the cards in case of an emergency. So if you lose your wallet or something happens to the credit card, you can quickly call up the credit card company. They have international collect call numbers you can use anywhere in the world, and they'll take it and tell them what happened. They'll get your credit card, or they'll shut down the credit card. But if if you don't have a record of what you have over there, and you're in the middle of nowhere, it's real hard to, to track down the information. You're not at your house. You can go look at the bill or, or, or something like that. And so in a separate place or with another person, have a different list of what you have. Uh, if you're traveling overseas in particular, call up the, for the cards you're taking off of your list of cards you're taking. Call each of the credit card companies up. Tell them you're going to be gone. Give them the approximate date you're going to be overseas. That way, when the car, the charges start coming in from overseas, they'll feel comfortable and they won't shut the card down until you call them up. So let them, let them know that you're traveling overseas. And uh, th- those, those are the, the big tips, but just keep the list. Call the credit card company up. Limit the number of cards you have over there, make, but, but make sure you have enough borrowing capacity on your credit cards for an emergency over there. Because remember, you're not, a, you're not in your country. You can't call up you, you, a friend. You can't call up your parents. You can't call up your kids. You can't call up someone in an emergency. It's just you there generally. And so you want to have extra uh, borrowing capacity and extra information available. And, and – uh, and check and make sure you're not paying the transaction fees. So those are a couple things. It's it's the summertime. Everyone's taking a vacation. You want to prepare for it. And you want to be cautious. You know, and, and the other thing to remember when you're overseas, particularly if you're in Europe or in Asia, you're going to be jet lagged, and you and so it, your guard is often down. So you've got to be careful in general, and ha- and 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 just make sure that you're always watchful and, and take care of things. We'll tell you what, we'll be right back. If you've got any questions, we are live. We are back in Houston, Texas again. Give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. 
Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. We were just talking about the importance of having no transaction, uh, foreign exchange transaction fees on your credit card if you're traveling overseas. We're going to be writing about this, and we're writing about it right now in the Max Out Savings Report. That's going out probably Monday or Tuesday. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report list, Go over there. We talk about everything from no transaction fee credit cards, foreign exchange transaction fees, to saving money, to why the investment banks were going to collapse in 2007. There's a lot of stuff in the report, a lot of interesting things, and it's all free. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and we'll set you up. Uh, the A couple of things this week really uh, – Market was selling off. A lot of stocks are selling off in here. The tech sector is still red hot. Uh, uh, retailers are, are just falling apart in here. The retail stocks, oil stocks, energy stocks, oil service stocks, uh, the, the uh, telephone, uh, cable cable stocks, media stock. There's a lot of stocks selling off. The market's still high. The tech sector is, is just is still it, it's very frothy and bubbly here. And it seemed to be starting to sell off in here, and then all of uh, we, we, I, I turned on the uh, on two, uh, Wednesday the the, the House uh, met with Janet Yellen, a, a committee chaired by uh, Congressman Henserling, Chairman of Financial Services here in Texas, and and she released some her her statement ahead of time, and she suddenly took a dovish turn. They, the Federal Reserve has been talking about raising rates, raising rates, and reducing their balance sheet. They have a over a four trillion dollar balance sheet, they've taken on huge debt. They bought trillions of dollars worth of, of government bonds, and to try to push down interest rates. And they took interest rates to the lowest level in the history of the United States of America. And back in June of last year, we had some of the lowest rates 
in the history of the world in, in the last two years, in the, in the entire history of the world for 5,000 years. And, and so a lot of people are going, well, you know, wait a minute. Uh, the economy doesn't seem to be that bad. Why do we have zero interest rates? If we got a reasonably growing economy, it's not great, but hey, the, it's not collapsing and we're not making any money on our CDs. Uh, what's going on here? And, and, and there's been a lot of pressure on the Fed, and people are going, well, uh, corporations are taking on huge amounts of debt. Debt levels are skyrocketing because of this low low interest rate. Is this the best policy? And so the Fed has been pushed into raising rates, and, and, and they're, they're terrified about raising rates for two reasons. One of them is is they're worried the stock market's going to fall apart, and then the, you know th- that's been their their big crowning glory is is they've kept the stock market up. Meanwhile, well, we've had the worst recovery since the depression, and they somehow the Federal Reserve thinks this is a big win, although the American people don't. And the second thing is they're held captive by the depression, and 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 by that what I mean is is in the 1930s the Fed was too tight. At the beginning of it, and the economy fell apart in 1929-1930, and then it started recovering. It went up, and it was doing pretty well up to about 1936-37, and then they decided to tighten rates dramatically, and the economy fell back into a recession, and the stock market went down another 50%, and and so they've been paralyzed by that. In, in Japan... Uh, did the same thing in the 90s. They raised rates a little bit, and then the economy went back down, and really it was down for about 15 years. And so they're convinced that by tightening too too early, they they crash the recovery and it doesn't recover. And, and it's like the ghost of 37 haunts the Federal Reserve, and they've been they've been way too reticent to raise rates. And I've always been of the theory that probably what was going to happen was going to happen anyway, maybe not to quite that degree. And the Fed doesn't control the economy like it thinks it does. And and I think I think the Fed is really looks at everything through the prism of the Federal Reserve and interest rates and sometimes doesn't really understand the economy. And, and so this ghost of 37 haunts the Fed, and they, they're terrified to raise rates. So they finally get up the gumption to raise rates. People are going, well, wait a minute. They're, they're like, if you look at the unemployment rate, it's below 5%. That seems like it's pretty good. That's usually you have inflation. Our growth rate isn't bad. It's 2%, but it's not bad. Debt levels are skyrocketing. Uh, people can't find workers. Maybe you should raise rates a little bit. It doesn't sound like it's an emergency anymore. And so they finally got the gumption up to do it, and they've been raising rates slowly. And then all of a sudden, the economy slows down a little bit this week, and the Fed got pre-wind of it. Uh and so Janet Yellen said, well, you know, we're not sure if it's going up and we're not sure if we're going to get the inflation and we might raise rates, but we might not. So she turned dovish. Uh, and that's what caused the stock market to jump up the last couple of days is because, oh, wow, this is great. The Federal Reserve is not going to raise rates. And uh, and it contradicts uh, William Dudley and, and Ch- Vice Chairman Fisher, who listeners of the Max Out Saving Show know, I believe, is one of the real brains at the Federal Reserve uh, and possibly more powerful with with many people at the Fed is, as far as respect level than, than the chairman uh, Yellen. They've been much more what's known as hawkish, which means they, they're more concerned about inflation. And, and so the market went up, gold shot up, the market went up, and the dollar plunged down. And, and so 
I, in the dollars, up, the market's near all-time highs. I think the Fed is continuing to make a mistake. I don't think the economy's doing great. It's probably doing worse than we think. But you have to get rates up to some normalized level, maybe of 1.5%, because if we do go into recession, you have to have some ability to cut rates. And I think that's what the Fed is really after here. And particularly with the market at all-time highs, you shouldn't be tremendously concerned about raising rates when you're at 1%. You know, they were, the Federal Reserve was raising rates and bond rates were going up in the crash of 87. I, I forgot the number. I want to say it was... You're talking six or seven percent on the ten-year. Right now, it's at two point something. It's it's remarkably low, and and so interest rates at zero and ultra rates are kind of like light at the speed of light. Time stands still, and things suddenly change, and it's the same thing there. And I think this is not really well understood out there, uh, but but how this affects. Is is so the Fed backed off? They got frightened and pushed the market up, and and we have a very expensive market here right now. We have a very high uh, price to sales ratio, some of the highest, really the only comparable is nineteen ninety nine. Uh, total market of stock market value to the GDP is closer to nineteen ninety nine bubble levels, and and so it's a little disconcerting here that that the fed is is now going dovish the time to go dovish is when the economy slows and the stock market starts going down so you can start stabilizing things uh, the when you're trying to raise rates one of the concerns is you push the dollar up because the europeans have negative interest rates they're going even crazier than we have and so they have kind of the ability to get to raise rates without affecting the dollar. Well, if you go more, it, this gives you an opportunity to change things in the to raise your rates without affecting the dollar. They the, and and you have a a high market record high stock market levels, so you got the wind at your back to raise rates. But they're again they are so captive to nineteen thirty seven. They're always trying to cover their bases, and 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 this is pushing the stock market up into dangerous bubble territory. The danger is when this thing starts coming apart, there's going to be nothing left to support it at all. And this is this is the thing that you want to watch out closely. And this is the thing that we're monitoring very closely. If you look at some numbers here, we have seen some slowdown. But but remember, we're not seeing a huge slowdown, and we still have got to get rates up to the point where, where if we go into a slowdown, we can start cutting rates and stabilizing the market. The last thing we want is the Fed not to do anything and, and kite up stock market prices much more, and you, and you get a massive bubble. We go into recession. They have no way to cut rates. And the stock market comes tumbling down. They're, they're, they have no ammunition whatsoever, and then we're in trouble. And that's that's where the Federal Reserve is going. Uh, so, but we are getting somewhat of a weakening economy. And this is what retail sales came out. They were expected to be up 1%, a 0.1%. They came in down two-tenths of a percent. This means retail sales are continuing to fall. If If you look at the... If if you look at the the mission confidence number, it, they came in at, at ninety three point one. They were expecting ninety five percent. And future expectations, which were almost eighty four, they're expecting eighty four came in at eighty. Now, the, you hadn't heard a lot about the mission consumer confidence numbers, but years ago, this used to be a huge thing that people watched. 
it was this Michigan confidence number. And the market would go up and down 100 points, 200 points, just based on when this number came out. And now people don't pay attention to it as much. Uh, Michigan started selling access to the to the information ahead of time, and people just kind of walked away from the number. But, but this is kind of a warning sign. This is telling you that the public is nervous. This goes back to... This goes back to what we've been saying is, is you cannot have a, a, a press in this country going after the president who, you know, people like uh, CNN and Washington Post and New York Times, their stated, their unstated goal is really to take down the president of the United States in, in, in with whatever means possible. And, and that's a dangerous situation. And that's very disconcerting to the American people. They don't like to see people trying to instigate some you know, silent coup d'etat against the presidency. That is, it, it, that leads to catastrophic consequences in third world countries, and it's going to lead to catastrophic consequences in the United States of America. And so people, this this CNN, Washington Post, uh, New York Times axis, of, you know, to take down the president is having a tremendously corrosive effect on the economy. And it's starting to show up. People started out very optimistic. The American people started out very optimistic about Donald Trump. The elite class in Washington, D.C. and New York City completely freaked out. And, you know, the, 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 the knives are out for the president of the United States, literally. And I suspect if they could get away with it, figure literally, figuratively, and literally, if they could get away with it at some of these some of these reporters, I mean, I, I wouldn't let a reporter near the president of the United States without putting him through a metal detector in a complete search. Uh, and I'm sure the Secret Service is watching this. Uh, the the but what you're seeing here is all these attacks on the president, all the the, the stuff on Russia, the Russia Gate, Russia this, Russia that, is starting to have a negative effect on the consumers are starting to get spooked. They're starting to realize nothing is happening up there. Nothing's going to get done. And that is that is starting to show up in this in this in this consumer expectation number, which is plunging now for the you know, and we're starting to see retail sales. People are starting to get nervous. So all the 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 shenanigans going on in the media is starting to corrode the confidence of the country. And this is something we're going to have to continue to watch. My gut feel is the American people are so sick of Russia is they don't even want to hear the word unless it has something to do with a, you know, an emergency warning on their TV to go to a bomb shelter. I mean, in all seriousness, I, I think they're fed up with this, but it's starting to grow. We have a stock market at record highs. And this is why I think this is kind of a long winded explanation here of really why you have got to be so careful with your money today, why you've got to protect your funds and your assets in in, in this extremely volatile and dangerous time. And, and you have a Federal Reserve that's trying to take away money. They're trying to raise interest rates up. The number one correlation to the stock market in the last over a decade, nothing even comes remotely close, not earnings, not sales, not economy, not GDP, not earnings growth, not GDP growth. Nothing compares to to quantitative easing by the Federal Reserve. And that's now starting to come to an end. You have a president, you have a, a Congress that's mired in gridlock. If, if, the, if, the, if, if the Democrats succeed in maintaining gridlock for the next year, in a year, I'll, 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 
it could be a year and a half, but it's if they can do if they can maintain gridlock in Washington for the next year, the Republicans are going to lose the the Senate and most likely the House. And so something's got to get done. We're in very dangerous times. You have a sky high market at all time high levels, and you've got to be very cautious. I think you have to have higher levels of cash. You got to be in more defensive plays because when this thing starts turning, it's not going to give you a lot of opportunities. The closest thing I think we're looking at today is 1987, and, and I, it won't be exactly like 1987, and things will be different but because it always is. But you're going to see something happen in here, and when it does, it's not going to give a lot because everybody's looking at the same stuff. And one of the things that you're seeing, everyone's looking for a crisis and the next problem. When we talked about this in 87, people thought you know, they they, they thought, didn't think a crash was even possible, and no one even believed it. When In 07, when we said the investment banks were going to fail because they were going to lose funding because they, they were growing their balance sheets at, at an extraordinary rate on, on poor loans, people, no one believed it. There was only a few people, us included in the country, that said that. Now everybody's looking for the next proverbial black swan, which means it's going to be different, and it's not going to come out like how people think. But the risk is there, and so you've got to kind of pull away because it's real hard to determine exactly which way things are going to go. Now, i tell you, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Let's take a quick call from Chuck. Chuck, how are you doing today? Hello, Ted. Oh, just hoping that rain holds off for a little bit. Uh, man, I, I think, number one, it's amazing. The more complex something is, the easier it is to take it out of context. You know, everybody pretty much understands the Ten Commandments, but, man, you can justify anything you want to with the Bible because it's so complex. They are taking Milton Friedman out of context. What Milton Friedman meant when he talked about it doesn't really matter if we can buy something cheaper from overseas, that's okay. He did at that time when Milton Friedman was looking at the world, he did not see all these complex um, interferences in the labor market where we're not we're not really dealing with the same labor market here as we are overseas. In other words, um, the, 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 the jobs... Yeah, Chuck, no, I, look, I, I see what you're saying. Look, back then it was different because they would run a deficit for a while, like you said, and Milton Fried said it did make a difference because eventually if you ran the deficit long enough, your currency would depreciate and then you, your, your costs would even out and then your your products would be cheaper to that country and then they would import more and, and, and the trade deficit would go down. And he was looking at full employment in both cases. What yes. we're looking at now is... So many people in America literally are living off the government, and we don't really have full employment. The, the yeah, 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 Chuck. No, I see what you're what you what you're saying is is basically Milton Friedman's stuff fails when you're dealing with the socialist governments, which is. What, right. Yeah, because it's controlled right. elsewhere. And, and no, this is this is the problem in the world today. Is so much of this stuff out there is is managed in control, whereas before it was more of a free market. So China would run up a huge, we'd run up a huge deficit with China, but eventually our dollar would go down. China couldn't export as much, and then they'd start buying from us. And that's not happening in the world today. And this is one of the things that was very clear to me in Europe was that these guys are not playing by any type of fair trade rules whatsoever. 
Right. It's, it's, it's got to be fair trade. You know, free trade's great as long as it's fair trade. But if it's not fair trade, you can't have free trade. The other thing is people don't lose sight of the fact that a job in America has such a tremendous multiplier effect because it, 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 it inspires more hiring, or more labor, much more taxes because of all the multiplier effects. Yeah, so, then the savings on then the savings on the imports. No, you're right. Good, good, uh, good points, Chuck. I'm going to try. To, I'm going to get through a couple more calls here. But now, I look. I think that's the problem. Is is we're not playing on a level playing field, and we're not dealing with free market systems. We're dealing with many socialist countries, and then these policies of of milk and Friedman don't work. Let's take a call from Lynn to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Hey, Lynn, how you doing? Uh, um, glad to have you back. Thanks. Good to be back. I tell you what, I'm happy to be back in Texas. Always, you know. That's why we love Texas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh, you think uh, uh, the, the latest is that the Fed may wait till December to hike short-term rates, if at all? Uh, or should we? Do you like uh, increasing short-term bond? Uh, portfolio here a little bit? Yeah, I think short-term bonds is where you want to be. Uh, I think gold and silver tends to do well into the fall, and I think these low interest rates are very positive. Okay. So I, for over the near term, look, I, 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 think that, I think the Fed's trying to have it both ways. Dudley and, Dudley and Fisher are, are hawkish. Yellen is trying to kind of – those numbers came in weak on the, on the, on the CPI, the, uh, on, the, on the Michigan number. Uh, really uh, in retail sales, and I, I think they felt they had to say something. They're very worried about the stock market, uh, and, and this thing is not going to react how people think it is, and, and, and that's why I think you've got to be real careful. I think we're looking to maybe make a couple things for a trade up, but then I, I, th- I think you, we're running into real problems in the fall. We've got the, the deficit coming up. We've got a slowing economy. We, we've got the, the, the trade the trade. Uh, what do you call it, the uh, the debt limit coming up, and that's going to be a battle this time. And, and Congress, I think, is going to start getting really tough, and you're going to see a lot of fireworks. Well, we need Volcker back, and we need to reduce this dual uh, mandate for the Fed and get these socialists out of there. I mean, they, they, they politicized the Fed, uh, and they're all being paid off, and, uh, you know, by Wall Street and the hedge funds and all this. Yeah, there's too, yeah, there's too much and, back and forth. I mean, it's just Fed, disgusting. Yeah. And, uh, and now the hedge funds know with their machines, they know uh, there's no shorting, short uptick rule anymore. That was done away with. And so they can short at will. That's why we had this volatility. Uh, it's just more dangerous every day. Yeah, I, I, Lynn, I think the danger is going to come in. I, look, I couldn't have said it better myself, what you just said. Uh, I think the danger is going to come in with all these indexers. I think when, when they think this thing, there's a lot of people with one foot in the door and one foot out of the door. And when those people start pulling that foot out, there's going to be no more. I don't think there's going to be any market. And, and that's the real danger we're concerned with. Well, what are these, yeah, what are these machines going to do when... I mean, what are they going to do to people when there's no short uh, uptick rule anymore? Yeah, they're, they're just going to run this thing. This could, you could wake up Monday morning. This market could be down five thousand points. Yeah, no, that that look. That's the lesson I learned in my life is some of my mentors who really understood how the market worked, probably better than anyone I've ever seen, was that this market always does something a little bit different. And, and understand once these things and, and, and money is not fluid mechanics and 
and therefore it moves in a different way in 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 human beings move in 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 and these computers are all programmed by human beings and they're all going to hit right now when no one knows what to do and when things are going up and they're all in indexing when you're doing that and you're in the indexing and you're trying to figure out the market, the only thing you can rely on, Lynn, is technical analysis, which means those guys are all looking at exactly the same technical analysis. When it goes bearish, they're all going to hit the bid at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, you said 99. This is more like 29 to me without a shorting uptick rule because uh, anymore. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what these guys have done up there, but... Uh, I mean, this this market could. Uh, I mean, these machines. That, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's no, that's what's going to be. It, it was like the portfolio insurance in, in insurance in eighty seven. The, the, you know, they, it started kicking it off, and then every time the market went down, they'd sell more futures yeah. to, to 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 engage the portfolio insurance, and it drove it down. Now, yeah. Good call, in Lynn. I got calls stacked up, but uh, good, good points. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, let's take a call from Bob. Hello, Bob. How you doing? Hey, Ted. A couple of weeks ago, you were talking about gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to call in the next week, and you weren't on the on the line. But I was calling to ask whether you have ever read uh, James Rickard's book, The New Case for Gold. Yes, yeah. What's your take on that? I, I know James Rickard. I've, I've, I've had him on the show a couple of times, and I met him out at the Milken Institute, and we talked, uh, conference. Uh Look, I, I think he's right. What he thinks is they're going to try to institute some type of, of global currency, uh, you know, or IMF special drawing rights eventually in the future. When that happens, that's going to trigger a, a big move up up in gold. What, what I, I'm looking for is I think they have such control over interest rates and there's so much debt in the world the shift won't happen in interest rates. It's going to happen in a currency, and there's going to be a currency problem. At that point in time, I think that's when Rickards thinks something is going to happen. And, 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 it's, and uh, that, that's what we're dealing with right now. And, he, and what he thinks is the valuation is I, – I, I forgot exactly – somewhere over four or $5,000 at that time for gold. Or how, yeah, he says that uh, there have been monetary conferences throughout history – you know, like uh, 1922, there was one in Italy. There was the Bretton Woods. Bretton Woods, yeah, yeah. There was the Plaza Accord in, uh, what, the 80s in New York and so forth. And he says that from time to time, the rules, they, the, the major nations have gotten together and changed the rules of the currency game. And he believes that um, that we are likely to have another one for several reasons, one of which is there are a lot of countries in the world that would like to take the dollar down. Certainly Russia would. Middle Eastern, uh, particularly Iran would, China would, and that when they reorganize the monetary system, nobody really knows what's going to happen, although he does talk about the how the special drawing rights could be implemented as a, yes. uh, a new... It's going to be negotiated, and so you don't know how the negotiation is going to play out. And if you look at Bretton Woods, you know we're the ones that got control of that because you know we uh, we were in a, we were in the, in the good shape, and we fought the Brits on that deal and got control over the dollar. Yeah, and we don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah, but at that time, he says uh, the one true um, oh store of value is gold. It's not going to be fiat currencies, and uh, therefore. Whoever has gold uh, at the end of the restructuring is going to have something uh, of value. 
that he can turn into whatever new currency. Yeah, and what and what the fight is going to be about is is whose currency is going to be valued more, and who and and, and 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 what you're saying is 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 that by and this is why you're seeing China and India and some of these countries really build up their gold reserves because of that. Exactly. Yeah. No. I look. I think this is something we want to watch closely. Yeah. I think I think I think the crisis in the world is going to be a currency crisis when it happens. Okay. So I, I like. By the way, I like gold here. I think it's cheap on silver uh, overall. I mean, we own it for our clients. We own stocks and bonds as well. But but I think it's going to play out over time. And I agree with with Rickards. He's a very smart guy. He's a very smart guy. So, what in particular do you watch? You say we watch that. What watch the lending rates of gold? The lending rates of gold, and 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 watch the gold, and watch the two hundred day moving average in gold. Okay, you want to write a newsletter on that sometime? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to talk some more about that. That's a good point. Thanks a lot, Bob. Uh, bye. Okay, tell you what, we got a quick commercial. We got a couple people holding on. Hang in there. We'll be right back after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. We've had a lot of questions today. Let's take a call from Dan. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I have a quick question for you. I 
first time caller, by the way, first time listener. You're awesome. Oh, um, thank you. The uh, I got out when the market was around seventeen thousand, and we are in an all cash position right now, one hundred percent cash. What advice would you give us on how to ease back into the market, or just stay out of it, or what's your just overall thought? I, I tell you what I would do at this point in the market. I would look at some stuff that that's that's kind of sold off that no one's interested in. We recently picked up a water pollution company. Uh, I'm looking at some of the fertilizer companies, things like that. They're kind of out of the way because when this thing turns, those will probably move up. Uh, maybe take a look at some oils on a pullback because they're way down. And, and, and look, the things like Facebook, Amazon, Google, that's a bubble. They could go up some more, but they're going to fall apart. So it's hard to catch. It's so late in the trade, you don't want to get there. Take a look at some short-term government bond ETFs as well, short-term bonds in here. And then slowly work in and look for opportunities where things blow up in the market that you can kind of go in. And just kind of accept the fact that you, that you probably missed the, 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 the NASDAQ and try to find the next run. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. And take it in slowly, Dan. Just pick a few up at a time, and and that's the best way to go. Okay, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks a lot. And good questions. Uh, Let's take a quick call from Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Fine, Ted. I've got a real quick question. It has to do with credit unions. I don't know if you belong to one, or I'm sure many many people that listen in belong to one. But I've noticed over the tax years... When you receive your 1099-INT, the statement has the full Social Security number on that statement. And I contacted the, the credit, several of these credit unions, and one of them said, that, well, this is an IRS requirement. But I contacted the IRS, and they said, no, they don't, they don't have anything like that. And I know in 2014 there was a law passed that allowed financial institutions to mask some of the numbers. Yes, you can and mask the That's exactly right. You, but, you, they but, put it on there, but they mask it, so you right. get XXX. But the credit unions don't seem to be doing this. And what's ironic about it is when you go to these credit union websites, they're telling their, their account holders or their members to, you know, practice good, you know, uh, the pre- preventative measures on identity theft, but yet they don't, they don't seem to, to practice their own preaching here. Yeah, the best way – look – I think that's that's a very good point. We use TD Ameritrade to hold our assets, and that and that stuff gets masked over there. Some of the credit unions aren't real sophisticated with this type of stuff. I like them because they pay good interest. They give you real reasonably priced loans, and they're very honest. And they're a great place to do business. The best thing to do is I would call up the the, the branch manager. I'd talk to the branch manager or the manager and, and let and t- tell well, them. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I have done that, and they 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 said they can't do anything. My only thought on this thing is perhaps maybe they're using commercial software, and they they can't manipulate the thing. But I don't know that for certain. I'm fixing a I'm fixing the right to the uh, to the U.S. senator and uh, and and uh, Congress people to find out what's the story here. No, no, they're, they're just they're they're just a little behind the times. I, I keep pushing the credit union. I try to work your way up the chain of command. They're going to get that real quickly, Charles. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't think many people are aware of it, but at tax time, that's about the only document I get that's got the full Social Security number on it. And if if the mail goes astray, well, then, you know, you could be toast. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I keep working on that. Good good points. All right. Good. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, look, I think privacy is one of the things that really the big stories. I, I, you know, I was talking to some people, actually, some uh, some uh, people that work Microsoft, Google, and play top people at these companies we were on the trip with, and we're really 
privacy is one of the big things going forward out there. A couple things. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the show. Uh, we were talking earlier about it's vacation time. When you're going on vacation, particularly if you're overseas, review your credit cards. If you're going on a trip, take out the unnecessary credit cards. Check and see if, if your credit cards have a foreign exchange fee on them. Some of these credit cards have a 3% on every charge foreign exchange fee. Use the ones that don't. The the American Express Platinum, not the regular card, but the Platinum has no one. The United Card, USAA, uh, ch- but check with your credit cards. Call your credit card company up and say, I'm going to be out of the country during these dates. Could you please just monitor things? That way they won't freeze your card if they see you're in some other country. Uh, take a look at your credit cards. Uh, by the way, we're going to write about this in our Max Out Savings report. If you're not on the list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement savings, give us a call, and you can set up an appointment with me, and I'll show you how we manage money at maxoutsavings.com. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.